This week's parsha is Parshas Mishpatim, which deals with a lot of uh, laws of the Torah and some very interesting laws. Um, the parsha opens up with a most interesting law, and that is about a Jewish servant, Kisikna Eved Ivri. Um, if you have someone who's really sold as a servant, and there would be one of two reasons why a person might be sold as a servant. Uh, one <coughs> is if the person stole, if the person was a thief and he stole, and did not have money, ability to pay back for the theft that he stole, so he would be sold as a servant, and um, the payment of that, the payment for his work, would go towards um, repaying the theft. The other reason is a person who was just so poor and so destitute, did not have any money or means to support himself, might sell himself as a servant, and that way he would support himself. And the halacha is in the Torah that that person may work up to six years, and at the end of the six years he goes out um, as a free man, a free person once again. And then we have this halacha where the Torah says that if the person says, no, but I want to remain a servant, I like this, I like uh, this uh, state of servitude, I like my master, etc. So then there's, again, this most interesting um, mitzvah, which is that they would go to the bezdin, they would go to the court, and they would actually pierce his ear. And that's, I believe, the only time in the Torah we talk about that concept. And they would pierce his ear, and then he would remain in servitude until the Yovel. Every 50 years, the Jubilee year, and he would remain there until the Yovel, and then that was the end of his servitude. That is the mitzvah in the Torah, and like so many mitzvahs in the Torah, that's what Hashem said, that's what God says, and no real reason given. Rashi, in his commentary to the Torah, brings a very interesting explanation from Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai, one of the great sages of the Mishnah, and he says, he says a reason. What's this kind of concept of uh, piercing this person's uh, ear by the doorway? And he says, because the ear that heard by Harsinai, by the giving of Torah, lo signov, that one should not steal, and this gentleman went ahead and stole, so therefore this is done to his ear as a symbol or a punishment for his stealing. Or, alternatively, if he was um, sold into servitude, not because of stealing, but because of he, him being destitute, um, and therefore he was wanted to make money. So, so Rabbi Yochanan Mezakai says, um, the ear that heard by Harsinai, by the giving of Torah, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim, that Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, are servants to me, says Hashem. And yet this person went ahead and acquired for himself an additional master. So he's not just a servant of Hashem, he's a servant of an additional master. So therefore, his ear is pierced. So, uh, in summary, Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka is saying that the piercing of this ear is because this person went against what he heard at Mount Sinai. Either, again, that he stole, when we were told not to steal, or he acquired for himself an additional master, when Hashem said, our master is only Hashem himself. That's what Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka says, which Rashi quotes in his commentary to Chumash. Which begs the obvious question. This person stole uh, six years earlier, or this person um, sold himself into servitude six years earlier. So if he is being punished, if his ear is being pierced because he stole, or because he acquired for himself a master, then why is this being done to him now, six years later, when he's opting to remain as a servant? Why wasn't this done in the beginning? And the Rebbe explains it in a way that also has a very beautiful and powerful lesson to us and says the following. The fact that this gentleman went ahead and stole, or the fact that this person went ahead and acquired for himself a master, whether it's right or wrong, it's obviously never right to steal. 
and it's never right to sell yourself into uh, servitude. At the other, on the other hand, how much can we really blame this person? You know, a person who steals and has nothing to pay back whatsoever, clearly it's because he doesn't have anything. So, again, of course, stealing is not good or right. But on the other hand, it's hard to really come down on the person who did something because he didn't have bread to put on his table. And the same as when a person sells himself into servitude, it's because he doesn't have anything else. So how, can, how much can we really come down on him? On the other hand, now it's six years later. So the person already um, paid up his debt. He already, uh, he already did what he needed to to take care of that initial stealing. Or he did what he needed to to put bread on his table. And now he says, you know what? I just want to stay here. I like this. I like this situation. In other words, he's saying that this that I did at the beginning wasn't only because I was forced into it. Um, in fact, I'm quite comfortable with it. So I sold myself into servitude because I needed to. I know, but now even when I'm able to go out, I, 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 I'm good staying here. Or I stole. So I, you know, I never, so to speak, stole, and I had to be sold into servitude, and which you know is obviously a big stain on me that I'm a thief and I'm a servant. But you know what? I don't mind staying in that way. I don't mind that stain of being a thief. At this point in time, the person is revealing that when he sinned, when he did something inappropriate, it wasn't merely because he was forced to. It was because he's okay with it. Um, and that's why now is the time that he's truly being punished for his initial his initial sinfulness. Um, and the message is, you know, there are times when we do things that we shouldn't have done. And but sort of somehow we were we feel our perception is we were forced into it because of ABC. So that's one level when we're forced into something. But when we're able to get out of it, when we're when that um, circumstance that forced us into this is not there anymore, and then we don't seize the opportunity and we don't get out of it, that's when we're really held responsible for what we did in the first place. Um, we should always have the wisdom and the uh, the courage that even if we were forced into a certain situation, as soon as the opportunity lends itself to uh, make sure to get out of it um, fully. But then there's a second and also very powerful message here as well. Servitude, we're all, in a sense, servants to all different types of things in life, um, whether it's jobs, whether it's responsibilities, um, and everyone has their own set of circumstances where we become servants to certain situations, to certain needs, to certain routines that we have to do. And it's supposed to be that way. Again, all of us, um, we, we have to work for a living, we have to take care of various responsibilities, and those things take up our time and take up our headspace and so on and so forth. And yet, Hashem says, ultimately, ultimately you have to be my servants. Ultimately, we can never, or we should never, become servants to anything outside of our ultimate responsibility and our God-given mission um, as human beings, as Jews in this world. And what Hashem does for that every week is He gives us one day called Shabbos. Throughout the week, we're involved in so many different types of mundane activities and responsibilities. Come Shabbos, Hashem says, that's a day for me. Here, I don't want you to think about your work. I don't want you to think about your responsibilities. I don't want you to think about your debt. I don't want to think about... You think about all the different mundane things that occupy you that in a sense you're a servant to every day of the week. Today, I want you to come home. Today, it's you and me, says Hashem, to each and every one of us. And here is where this lesson of the Parsha comes into full play. Sometimes comes Shabbos and we say, you know what? 
I'm happy with the, ser- the servitude of the week. I'm too involved in my work. I'm too involved in my responsibilities. I'm too involved in the daily routines and schedules. I can't take a day off for Hashem. I can't spend more time in my relationship with the spiritual and with Hashem and with my family and with davening and with learning. I'm too busy. I'm too busy with the things that I'm servants to throughout the week. And that's really what this servant in our Parsha is saying. He says, yes, it's the seventh year. It's the year when I'm supposed to go out of my servitude. But I like being a servant. I don't want to go out to freedom. And Hashem says, that's, that's a no-no. That's a mistake. As long as you're serving because you have to, because it's the six years or it's the six days of the week and you have to do what you got to do, that's fine. But a person always has to have the ability and always the readiness that as soon as Hashem says and as soon as the opportunity presents itself to recognize to go out of that servitude. And like the halachas when it comes to Shabbos, that the real way to observe Shabbos is in a way that the person feels like there is no other responsibilities. Chazal say, our sages say, Kol malachtecha asuya on Shabbos, one should feel like all their work is done. There's nothing, there's, no, there's nothing left over. On Shabbos is not a time to think about this. Shabbos is a day of freedom of all the various servitudes that we have. And one last point, the one who gives us this teaching in, in Rashi is Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, as I said, was a great sage of the Mishnah who lived in one of the most difficult times for the Jewish people. He lived during the destruction of the Second Holy Temple with all of the tremendous massacres and decrees that were going on then against the Jewish people. So we were in a great or terrible state of servitude. And yet, Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai rose above it all. Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai devoted his time to opening up a new yeshi, a new center of Torah study. He taught Torah to the Jewish people. He himself never stopped studying Torah and was a, just a, um, an inspiration and a teacher for all of Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan Mazakai represents that no matter what's going on around us, no matter the level of servitude and involvement and, and, and so many different difficulties of life, a person always has the ability, a yid has the ability, to stand above it, remain a free person, remain someone who is above the various parts of life that makes us servants. And the way we express that, as I said, is when it comes Shabbos, when it comes a moment that we have a, the ability to stand above it, we seize that opportunity and we express our inner freedom that's above any type of servitude that we might be going, we might be going through at that time in life. Have a wonderful Shabbos.